Blog Talk Radio. snow too? No, it was a box and it said snowballs. In a box? In a box. But the snowballs were furry balls. <laughs> I said, how interesting. Why not? <laughs> if you want to have a snowball fight inside, <laughs> have it with furry balls. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Cocktail's yummy. Mm. Peach. Yeah, we're going to get into that cocktail later. Yeah, Kentucky oh. Peach. Kentucky Peach vodka cocktail. What are, you, what are you sipping on, Pop? Man, right now I just got a glass of ice. <laughs> oh, man, you yeah. waiting on the bartender to come through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, maybe Mr. Lowe will show up. All right. Well, y'all ready? Put a call out for Mr. Lowe. All right, call out for Mr. Lowe. All right. Mm-hmm. Cocktails. Call us at 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue, so, you know. And bring the bartender. Yeah, no, that's right. All right. Let's get into uh, tonight's rundown. All right. First rundown of 2020. Best. What you got for us tonight, Kim? Righty. Hot topics. There's a lot going on. Iranian commander assassinated by the U.S. Mm-hmm. That does not have a good ring to it. Mm-hmm. Republican... Proposes list of mostly white honorees for Black History Month. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Trump money is buying silence. I hit it and quitted headlines. Julian Castro drops out the 2020 presidential race. Aww. 
Murmurs group disqualified from the parade after members wear blackface. Wow. Okay. Um, Illinois' lieutenant governor celebrates 2020 by purchasing newly legal edibles. Okay. And uh, West Virginia cadets fired after flashing Nazi salute in class photo. Wow. What's popping with Papa Didi? Who knows? He might get more into that. Um, our weird news tonight, North Carolina family cooks frozen pizza and accidentally bakes a snake. Yeah. A psychic said girl was possessed, scammed mom of $70,000, hmm. and also a woman submitted dog urine during drug screening. Okay, I'm just saying with red wine, just be fair. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. Um, also, the cocktail of the week, which we're sipping on right now, called the Kentucky Peach Vodka Cocktail. Very, very good. I'll kiss it, listen, the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. You sweet Ben Rouge, this is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, living for the city with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, my favorite, and the world-famous Kiss It List, and of course, the last word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306. Or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the I'm Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm your Kevin. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's jump into these hot topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Papa Didi, you're up first. What you got for us? Oh, let's see. Well, just in, in, in typical Republican fashion, mm. it doesn't fail for the Republicans to start some type of a controversial war to gain sympathy from all the uh, people out there that are beastly, which is usually Republicans and, you know, bullies that that think that doing something uh, violent is good and strong and American. But anyway, uh, the Iranian uh, commander, his name was uh, Qasim Somali. Somali. They're saying he's assassinated because he's a public figure. He's a, you know, he's a public figure. Um, his name is General Basim Somali, a senior Iranian commander, and one of the most powerful figures in the Middle Eastern and Middle East was killed in an airstrike on the. Uh, he was at, he was at the uh, Baghdad International Airport in Iraq. All right, and this was uh, done by the direction of uh, President Donald Trump. The Pentagon confirmed this on Thursday. He said the uh, assassination marks a uh, monumental escalation toward Iran. And it uh, seems like Trump is just trying to also get his numbers up like uh, Barack when Barack was uh, responsible for getting rid of uh, bin Laden. So, 
who knows? It could be a personal thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this strike was aimed at uh, the deterrent figure Iranian tech uh, general because they said he uh, had constantly was responsible for putting out different uh, hits on uh, American institutions and people and and different uh, things throughout the years as far as uh, Contras and uh, ISIS people was concerned. They claim he was the one that was the, the head behind it. So how it came out of nowhere for him to all of a sudden just be killed is just it's just mind boggling to everybody. It caught everybody by surprise. Even Congress and everybody and the senators and the Republican senators, they were all bragging that we're big and bad and all these guys are sixty five years old and older and they're all raising their fifths like they're so tough and you want some more, you know. You know, this was the guy that said from South Carolina was his yeah, name. Yeah, Lindsey freaking Graham. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. You know, somebody's plenty more where that came from. Yeah, you know, he's so he's so topsy turvy turncoat. Anyway, he whew, anyway. So all the Republicans obviously are are in on it, and Schumer saying that uh, although the guy was a a known killer and everything, but should have ran it by Congress. And the Senate and America should know what America is doing as opposed to sneak attacks in the middle of the night. So everybody, it's, it's on the fence, you know. But Trump is standing hard behind it, and he says you retaliate, we'll get you. But he doesn't realize that there's so many ways to retaliate. And people aren't just retaliating anymore through, you know, car bombs and all that. They're hitting us by cyber attacks and mm-hmm. everything else. You know, they, they, they're digging a hole in the bottom. And let the money just fall out of your pocket. You know, they cut a hole in your pocket in the middle of the night right. and just get your money as it falls out. So mm-hmm. It's so many things, you know. And Trump is just trying to act like he's he's big and bad at this point. One more, we'll come and get you, blah, 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 blah. Now, here's the same man that uh, his father made alibi for him back in the, uh, what was it, the early 70s or so when he was to do to go to go, to, go be drafted in the military mm-hmm. they, his father told the doctor he had some bone spurs in his feet so Trump was excused from being drafted to the military <laughs> now here this man is acting like uh, he's sending everybody out to war when he ducked war his damn self back in the early 70s so and they just deployed another 3,000 yeah, 3, so troops so Here's a man that ducked the war, but he's sending people out there. Boy, what a what a controversial. Yeah. You ducked it, but now you're in charge of it all. Mm-hmm. Now, how how ridiculous is that? Whatever thing, right? That's just that privilege. Mm-hmm. Comes full circle. But anyway, we'll see what happens. You know, so hide your wife, hide your kids. Yeah, it sounds like it's one of those be, situations. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, nothing. You know, hopefully there's no. Immediate strikes or no southern, you know, we don't need no all of a sudden big blasts. And well, they always say war brings money, so that's why he's trying to bring more money, more money. That, that, yeah, but there's a lot of troops over there in harm's way, you know. I know. And we don't need one of them to be dead, so. That's true. The whole thing doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Aren't these the same people that we train? And and help to defeat ISIS. Mm. Isn't this the same same folks? I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a good question. So now they all of a sudden they want to get this guy out of power because what he's killed some people. He's become too powerful. I mean, well, what, he's what, the what? one running everything. 
Mm -hmm. So you figure he's the source of it all. Mm -hmm. I, I just think also, too, he probably did it because he tried to get close to that damn wall. He's one obstacle, mm -hmm. you know, and then he's trying to, uh, you know, put everything on everybody else instead of himself, you know, is, is, is going away from the impeachment stuff. So we concentrate on the war. Yeah, that's true, too. He's mm -hmm. also trying to he does that all cause the time. a distraction. Sure. Well, he's the king of distraction. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was a um, woman that used to work for him. She was an advisor. And something went down. She advised him to do X, Y, Z. Of course, he did the opposite. He didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And he made her the scapegoat. He said, oh, because of her, yada, yada, this happened, and yada, yada. She said, F you, and she left. Mm -hmm. Okay? And she was one of the main persons that said that's what he does. He does things to... Um, stray away from what the real issue is mm -hmm. from himself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he'll, he'll find anybody to be a scapegoat. Donald the deflector. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, I have some other national news okay. aside from the international news. This story comes out of Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and this one is just another one of these that just, you remember Arsenio's show when he said things that make you go, Hmm. Uh-huh. This is one of those. Mm -hmm. Now, out of Wisconsin today, there's a lawmaker who's a white Republican mm -hmm. who wants to mark Black History Month by celebrating 10 Americans, including a Civil War colonel, a newspaper editor, and a church deacon, all of which are, you know, celebrated for their bravery, but most of them are white. Mm -hmm. And when I first read this, I was like, wait, wait, for Black History Month? Why are you celebrating? So anyway, and the criteria is supposed to be supposed to be black. That's what I always thought it was about. Okay. In Black History Month, you celebrate the accomplishments of uh, black people. Right. That's what you think. Now, I mean, that's not to say that there weren't some white people who did things that helped black people. Right. But that's not what this time is for. Right. You can celebrate them than the other eleven months of the year. Right. <laughs> but. So he put together this resolution that was circulated that identified a group of people who he said were integral to the state's underground railroad system, mm -hmm. uh, both slaves who traveled it and the abolitionists that sheltered them. Now, this guy, this Republican, put him on the kissing list. His name is Scott Allen. Okay. <laughs> he says it's a sincere effort to salute important historical figures but several of the black legislators in Wisconsin are saying that it's a dis disingenuous effort mm -hmm. and it undermines the purpose of Black History Month. Right. And they're saying that, you know, Black History Month is a time when you can acknowledge people in the classrooms mm -hmm. that you normally don't hear about and don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And they're saying this is undermining all of that. It has to be African descent, don't we? I, I, that's I, the way we always understood right. it. Okay. So. so, and here's the real crux of the problem. This is the third year in a row that Wisconsin's commemoration of Black History Month has turned into a partisan struggle over cultural appropriation, identity politics, privilege, and power. Mm -hmm. Third year in a row that wow. they're bashing heads and struggling right. over what are we going to do for Black History Month. So the state, one state senator, her name is Lena Taylor, a black female Democrat. She was saying, why should you be leading what we do 
on Black History Month. <laughs> you know, it's like, excuse me, Mr. Uh, white Man, uh-huh. why are you trying to run and come up with resolutions for what black people need to do in Wisconsin for Black History Month? Why? Right. And then Mr. Allen, this this Republican, he's saying that he knows that the optics look bad. And this is his quote. Here I am, this white guy, proposing this resolution that honors some white people during Black History Month. And those are easy headlines to put out there and run with. And he's saying, but his his uh, his heart was sincere. And then he mentioned that he's married to a black woman. He has oh, multiracial children. Oh, and I'm like, cry me a freaking river. I know, but I'm not trying to hear that bull. Are you serious? Just because you married a black woman does not give you an honorary <laughs> black card. Oh, my you God. You get an honorary black card. Go sit down. Let other folk handle this. Mm-hmm. So the people that are on the list include six white abolitionists, four black slaves, and unnamed members of something called the Stockbridge Muncie Band of Mohican Indians. And I'm like... Wait, this is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I understand you want to acknowledge these white abolitionists, but if you're doing a resolution, I think you could have focused on black accomplishments. You can mention them, but that didn't have to be one of the ten. Mm. But he's got them all in the list. So uh, Miss Lena Taylor, the, the Democrat, is saying, you know, that this whole resolution is patronizing and at one point, she actually was quoted as saying uh, something to the effect of, yes, Amasa Allen, you's going to tell us what we needs to do? Are you serious? Yes, she did. No, she so, didn't. you know, of course, that didn't go over well. Uh-huh. But that just shows you how deeply uh-huh. rooted this problem is. Uh-huh. And like she said, this is the third year in a row that they've had a problem. So uh, they went on to say that if this guy, Allen, was serious about helping black residents, then he could have backed other legislative efforts to address racial disparity, where there's problems to deal with the achievement gap between black and white students, and segregation, Mm -hmm. where you still have a deep residential segregation going on in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, you want to do something, why don't you focus your energy on things like that? And leave Black History Month alone. I know. He needs to do something else. He needs to go yeah, it's like we, they don't need your help to right. be all up in Black History Month. Now, I would, I would do like the Latinos, because they have their month, too, or their week or whatever now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, how would they feel when he would try to, you know, bogart their time? I'm like, like you said, all the 11 other months of their time. <laughs> Give us a little bit something. It's crazy. They're going through some stuff in Wisconsin. I see. Now, last February, Republican lawmakers blocked the Black Caucus there, uh, their Black History Month resolution, until the Democrats agreed to remove Colin Kaepernick from the list of honorees because he's from that area. They were going to block the whole resolution until the Democrats said, all right, fine. We will remove Colin Kaepernick. So they were pissed about Kaepernick, the kneeling, the whole thing. So that was the only way they could get the resolution through last year was to take Kaepernick out. Wow. It shouldn't even have to be all of that. He's from that area. 
But they didn't want him to be acknowledged during Black History Month, the Republicans. That's so ignorant. Mm. So I don't know how they're going to get this thing solved. Uh, Miss Taylor was quoted to say, "It's I think it's a reflection of how far we have not come." I know that's right. I was just getting ready to say something similar to that. Mm-hmm. So that guy Scott Allen is on the kiss it list. He sure, he is big bold letter. Scott. Nobody care that you married a white woman and you got mixed biracial, whatever you want to call them, kids. He black. I'm black. Is that what I said? Yes. Married a white woman. Oh, sorry. Married a black woman. <laughs> you got your little biracial kids. That's all well and good. Oh, M. But that does not give you honorary membership into the black community. Okay. He thought he'd get a special pass. I guess he did. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get the queue. Yeah. You want to join the conversation? Add a little something-something to this uh, crazy Stephen Allen or what? <laughs> Okay, all right, we're going to get into Trump. We had to do it, and y'all had to give it to me, but it's okay. Okay, go for it. Trump money, Trump money is buying silence. Trump money is what we call it. Missouri farmer Robert Henry told NPR of the taxpayer-funded subsidiary sent to him and other farmers by the Department of Agriculture. Farm subsidiaries have now hit a 14-year high after the USDA sent out payments of approximately, check this out, $16 billion, that's billion with a B, uh, in aid in 2019 and $12 billion in 2018. The two-year total of $28 billion paid to uh, American farmers tops the auto industry bailout following the tw- uh, 2008 financial crisis by billions. Wow, that's a lot. Um other key differences between the auto bailout and the recent farm subsidiaries, um, it, it was the lack of debate surrounding the, the payoffs and the fact that they were not authorized by Congress mm-hmm. because your boy wanted to just do what he what the hell he wanted to do. Uh, also, self-inflicted wound caused by the president and an enormous cost to the taxpayers. One would think the subsidiaries would be more controversial. The um, unprecedented payments are mostly compensation for losses incurred from Trump's tariffs. See, him and his stupid-ass damn tariffs with China, which has triggered crops to fall into value. But Trump is paying off those affected by his decisions, effectively buying their silence, in so many words. Um, The government is subsidizing farmers by almost double their losses, from the actual harm suffered from the trade war. They need to get his shit together. You said double? Yes. It's $28 billion. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that. I knew it. It's crazy. So Republican Marsha Fudge. He's trying to buy their vote, really. Yeah, that's all. I, I agree with you, Papa. Republican Marsha Fudge, she's a Democrat from Ohio. She's a member of the House um, Agriculture Committee. Um, goes on to say they've already given out $19 billion to the farmers, but they're cutting $5 billion from the people in need. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't even um, know how to describe it except that um, to say that it's uh, cruel, it is unfair, and it's clearly designed to support the president's base as he sees it. Yep. You were so right. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's yep. a hot mess. Yes, it is. So they're getting all kind of money yeah. because of what he did to start with the tariff wars in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he made them suffer because of his tariffs. Mm-hmm. 
So now he's paying them, but in the same at the same time, mm-hmm. he's cutting benefits and the welfare program and all yeah, of that. Yeah, you know, to to subsidize this this payment here. Like you said, like Baba Didi said, he's paying for their vote. You know, these these farmers are going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. You know, to be reelected because they're getting they, paid. They're not going to care about farming any much anymore anyway. Now they got money in their pocket. See, because you farm, yeah. you, you're you're ambition to farm. Is to harvest and make money. Now that you're getting money from but Trump like that, free money, you know, yep. now mm-hmm. you're going to be lazy. You're not going to be enthused about right going out there and harvesting. Why would you harvest when you got big money in the bank? Oh, they might Who's sell the farms, there? you know, mm-hmm. do something different. Yeah, and um, then what happens to the agricultural part of our uh, country? Crap is going to go up higher, you know, that's why. Well, stuff already well, started going up in. when it's they started. Go ahead. Go ahead, Papa Diddy. It's going to come in from the Japanese again, or it's going to come from overseas, and it's going to be the same thing. So, But how? If he's got these big tariffs from China, it's going to be worse. Well, if it comes to something that they where we need, like vegetables, then, you know. Yeah, but I'm saying stuff's going to be higher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I was saying that when they started with the whole immigration crackdown, mm-hmm. they already started pushing the price up on a lot of produce mm-hmm. because they didn't have uh, cheap labor, right. you know, illegal labor out there to do everything that needed to be done, out there working the fields. Because he's trying to send them um, back to their country. Mm-hmm. You don't want them here. And we need Oh, wait a minute. On that note, uh-huh. I saw an article this week. I should have grabbed it because I don't have all the details re- remembered, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Eric Jr., Eric Trump, mm-hmm. not Junior, Eric Trump, the son, mm-hmm. recently fired uh, a group of illegal immigrants who work for Trump uh, mm-hmm. Vineyards. Mm-hmm. It was the Trump Vineyards, mm-hmm. and he waited right until after the harvesting and everything was done. Mm-hmm. Now, some of these people have been working and have been illegal for over 10 years. Wow. They've been working for Trump Vineyards. But because all this attention to immigrants and everything going on, mm-hmm. I guess the Trumps were feeling kind of nervous, like, I think we better clean house and get rid of all this illegal help. So they went ahead, and right after the holidays, when all the grapes were harvested, all the wine was made, bottled, whatever it is that they do, mm-hmm. they told everybody, happy holidays, you're fired. Wow. And That's all of those Ill- illegal folk, they got rid of them all. Mm-hmm. And I said, now, that's some foul stuff. Mm-hmm. You knew good and well those people were illegal all along. Some right. of them, like they said, been there 10 years. Right. But they didn't, you know, they, they, they weren't going to try to help them get no papers. No, indeed. They figured the cheapest way is just to go in and fire them and just hire, you know, who we're supposed to be hiring. And they could. Mm-hmm. It's not a hard thing to sponsor somebody. I've done it before. When you have somebody working for you, you can sponsor that person so they can do what they need to do to get their green card. Mm-hmm. But they decided, you know what? We got what we needed from you for now. We don't need you anymore. Kick you to the curb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all suck. Wow. That's sad. They're going to bust the gates off of hell getting there. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Y'all hear that? That's what Red Wine says. Y'all making her mad. If you guys got any questions or comments what we're doing, uh, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. That stuff is wrong. And press one to get in the queue. We're going to calm Red Wine down, get her another drink. Bartender. Right. And uh, 
We're going to come back with the uh, hit and quit it. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. Good morning, host Papa D. Damn, you have a kettle? Hello. And red wine. Bum sweat, darling. All right, uh, <laughs> All right, just hit them and quit them. Hit them and quit them. All right. Well, y'all moving quick tonight. All right, man. Man. Let's hit it and quit it. Hit them and quit it. Catch up, Papa. Y'all was dragging y'all butt hiney in 2019. <laughs> it's 2020 now. It's a new year, baby. We're we trying to get it going. All right. Unfortunately, uh, Julian Castro, he dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Uh, Former Housing Secretary Julian Castro has ended his presidential campaign. Uh, His campaign said, it simply isn't our time right now. Today it's uh, with a heavy heart and profound gratitude that I will suspend my campaign for president. Castro always um, centered um, humane immigration policy and assisted on um, decriminalizing border crossings. And he also was frequently talking about um, um, police brutality. Also, um, he stressed. He said, "I'm not. I'm not done fighting. I'll keep working toward a nation where everyone counts. A nation where everyone can get a good job, good health care, and a decent place to live." Hail to the president, future president. Maybe, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll be there. Uh, Castro's campaign never had the polling drive that some of his other counterparts had, like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. He um, was also notably absent for the last two primary debates after not meeting the um, qualifications, because they were talking about the qualifications for the um, uh, the debate for them to change them, but they were like, uh-uh, we ain't changing that. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Also, Castro was the only um, Latin. Latinx. What's they called? Latinx? Latinx? Latinx. <laughs> you are cut off. <laughs> Latinx. But it's together. Right. So they should have Latin hyphenate X or Latinx. Okay, anyway. Remember we talked about this last yes, week? Yes, that's true. Okay. Latinx candidate running in 2020 and one of the few candidates of color who made it to the um, debates at all. Castro lashed out at the media for holding um, Harris uh, to an unfair standard, Mm. noting that um, the senator was treated very poorly before calling out the media's treatment of women and candidates of color in general. Mm. Okay. He was a good supporter. Who knows? If he became president, maybe she would have been his vice president. I don't know. 
love. But who, who, who you guys like for, as far as, you know, 2020, you know, for candidates? Who do you like, Bob? Uh, I like the gentleman, uh, and That is somebody different from my younger. I mean, okay. everybody around the world is old as hell today. You know, Pat well, Sajak and... Vanna <laughs> White? Yeah. <laughs> who who would you have as, as his vice president? Who, who, who uh, I think uh, Cory Booker could be a good vice president. He'd be, he'd be good. If he's, is he still on the run? Yeah, he's okay. still in there. He's, he's still, still raising there. money. and uh, That would be interesting. How about you, uh, Redwine? I, I like Buttigieg, but I also like Yang. Oh. I think he's interesting. Um, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't strike me as sort of a warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. kind of guy. He seems like straight no chaser. Right, he, right. He gets, get to he the gets point. Right. Ain't got time. Right, right. Stroke your ego and all well, that well, kind of stuff. Well, but be his vice president. Oh, that's a hard one. Really? I don't know. You like Yang? Yeah, I do like Yang. I like well, Buddha and okay. I like Buddhaj and I like Yang. Um I don't know. Is I don't president know President Vice President then? I'm not sure who I would okay. see to be his vice. Okay. Who Yang? Because he doesn't seem to be necessarily the type that plays well with others. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He seems to be like I'm a lone horse, I get the job done. Well, I'm 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 the far right I guess. I, I like um uh, not Buddha J. Uh, who's the guy? Sanders, like Sanders. Sanders president, and I see. Um, you uh, talking about that fossil? <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm talking about Bernie Sanders as president, and I like Elizabeth Warren as vice president. Mm. That's just my opinion. That's you know. She's so old and older. She's so wild. Like she's. The way she talks is like her armpits is always wet and shit. Okay. Okay. I don't get that, but okay. Well, she's talking to the left or to the right or no, too far in the middle. Where, where, where is she talking, Bob? Anyway, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody anyway. got their own opinion. I mean, that's, that's who I see. That's who I like. Okay. Anyway. All right. We'll next move. story is, uh, this, this, this is kind of, I wouldn't say personal, but me being from uh, Philadelphia, this Happened to Mummers Parade. Mummers Parade is a parade that goes on every New Year's Day. Uh, Mummers is people that dress up and they play banjos and they strut down Broad Street. And the ironic thing about the Mummers, when you're young, you see the Mummers a lot on TV. Mm-hmm. And they're playing the banjos and, they, and it's a contest. You know, mm-hmm. whoever wins got the best strut. Right. They strut while they play banjo. Yeah, okay. And, but the, the back story of that is that toward the end of it, they get drunk as hell hell mm-hmm. and they got on that oh. costume and all that different fringe and, and different sequence and all that but but they're drunk as hell but this one particular group oh my god they were they were wearing blackface they were orange mm-hmm. and black and uh-uh. they were they were doing a replica of the mascot for the flyers mm-hmm. but the guys was walking around and they had on blackface vicious all in their hair and their face and and these guys were drunk already because some of them just get drunk early in the morning. I mean, if you would go down on Broad Street and get a good front seat, you would see the drinking is vicious. It's just a, you know, it's a drunk. No, wait, fest. I have a question. When you say the the Flyers, what is the Flyers? The Flyers is a hockey team, and they're they're, oh, they're okay. orange. Orange is their color, and they were using the blackface because on top of their headquarters they got the mascot in like sort of a mache type thing. You know, the thing you hit 
when you had a like a, a pinata where the candy oh, yeah, yeah. they got one of them up on a thing and they had blackface on that and the police made them take the blackface off the flyer mascot pinata thing. Oh my god! So, but they wore the blackface in the parade and it was it was just crazy. And uh, the guy, but they 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 got a racist overtone also because when the cops told him, the guy said, "What is it?" He said, "We're wearing blackface because with all the blacks in Philadelphia, it's illegal to be white." You should have heard these guys. These oh, South, so they weren't really are, apologetic well, about these it. These are South Philly. These are down-home South Philly uh, racist Italian people going way back, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they got a gift because of uh, the old baseball stadium, Connie Mack Stadium, where the Phillies used to play, was in the middle of North Philly in the hood. But then they built new stadiums in South Philly around that poor white trash Italians out there. Mm-hmm. So now all their property value went up and everything. They're still poor as hell, but their houses are worth big money because the stadiums are right next to them. The Eagles, the Phillies, everything is right next so, to them. So wait, they're saying that they were trying to appear black because of they feel like the it's, it's so many blacks. It's so many blacks in Philly. That they feel is illegal Man. to be white. So uh, the guy on TV <laughs> was just he, he was drunk. He, he was drunk, and he, you know, but it was a mess. But anyway, the group that uh, wanted to form Philadelphia's annual murmurs parade, they were disqualified, Good. you know, yeah, after, after the murmurs wore blackface. So, um, so, you know, it's a traditional thing. I mean, like I said, from, from TV it looks pretty interesting, but you get up close. It's just a bunch of poor white trash strutting around with a bunch of, and then the suits look all nice when you look on TV also. But you get up on them, and them suits are like ten, fifteen years old, and they're dirty and nasty. So <laughs> if you're gonna see the mummer spray, watch this shit on TV because mm-hmm. if you go down there and look at it, you be saying, "Damn, these mummers <laughs> nasty." So anyway, I just want to get that out there. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, I got one out of Illinois. Uh, the lieutenant governor celebrates 2020 by purchasing newly legal edibles. Oh. Illinois finally got on board with the legalized Mary Jane. Okay. Hundreds of customers poured into Sunnyside Lakeview Dispensary in Chicago on Wednesday, which was the first day recreational marijuana could be legally purchased in Illinois. Yeah, they were happy to. Yeah, they were out there like five in the morning lined up. The girls are, I can't believe I'm on camera and I'm about to buy some weed. Yeah, it's like an, I don't even care. Show my face, it's legal. Uh, so among that number of people was the state's lieutenant governor, who happens to be a black woman. Her name is Juliana Stratton. And she was there to tout the new marijuana law emphasis on equity as well as purchase some goodies. Okay, so she buys some stuff too? Yeah, she got her edibles. She said, we believe that the social equity aspects of this legislation should be a model for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And she was standing outside of the store holding a bag of clementine gummies. Okay. Where is this? This is in Chicago. Uh, oh shoot! Illinois. What was Chicago, it was Illinois? Recreational um, marijuana was legal in the yeah. state of Illinois, but she had her clementine gummies, and she said yesterday. Well, this was on Wednesday, so on Tuesday, Governor Pritzker pardoned the eleven thousand seventeen low-level cannabis um, arrests and convictions. That's over eleven thousand weed convictions got pardoned. Wow. And she said that's just the beginning. We've got hundreds of thousands more who will be eligible to get their records expunged. 
That's good. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing. You can't keep All those people folks in jail. that's been locked up for weed and now this stuff is legal. Yeah, yeah. you can't keep them in jail. So please. shout out to Illinois. They finally got it together. Else was talking. I forgot what state it was. They were talking about they want to overturn some convictions too. I can't remember where. Yeah. And they won't let out a lot of people that you know they were um, been arrested for marijuana. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess back in the day, just like the alcohol, you know, people, you know, went to jail because of that. Now they made it legal. So. Right. Well, they're telling people, though, that you still got to be careful. Right. Because even though it's legal, there's still some things that you can and cannot do. Right. So they're saying that, um, um, let's see, there's still limits. People still cannot consume cannabis in public. Mm-hmm. For example, in Chicago, violating these laws could get you a $50 ticket for the first offense and $100 for subsequent violations. Mm-hmm. And right now they're saying the Chicago police are expected to educate people that are caught breaking the new laws mm-hmm. rather than ticket them. But that's just for the next few weeks. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah so they're giving good. you at least a couple of right, weeks right. to get used to the laws. So there's going to be some folks, I don't care, I can smoke, I, you know. I mean, this is Chicago. How many times have we covered stories about Chicago <laughs> cops and what they do to brown folks? Right, right. So all I'm saying is if you're in Chicago, whatever you buy, go home and consume it. Yeah. Do you Don't know. think you're going to walk down the street or stand in front of somebody's business. Kind of. Go home. I'll be in trifling. Yeah, just go home. Be safe. Because they're waiting for you to cross the line so they, they can know. knock you upside your head. Right on. <laughs> Lock you up. Um, oh boy, it's always something going on with this Nazi Hitler thing. Okay, I got a story here. West Virginia cadets fired after flashing Nazi salute in class photo. Come on, you guys. Fire. They're talking about hell Hitler, hell Hitler. Mm-hmm. Jim Justin announced Monday he has approved the um, recommendation to fire all the corrections cadets who yeah, participated yeah, in a Nazi salute. Now, they could test. They, they get ready to be uh, um, correctional officers. They participated in a Nazi salute doing a class photo. And they all be, they all been fired? Yep. Excellent. The report conducted... <laughs> the um, report conducted by the West Virginia Department of Military Affairs revealed that cadets of basic training, basic training now, Class 18 of the Division of Correction and, Rehabil- and Rehabilitation gave the Nazi salute after their class training. God damn. Um, their instructor, Bird, although Bird, another trainer, and one cadet were fired in early December, um, the fate of the remaining cadets remained unclear. Um, he says, as, as I said from the beginning, I condemn the photo of the basic training class of 18. This, um, in the strongest possible terms, this is justice talking, which he already got fired, but he condemned it. I also said that um, this act needed to result in a real consequences, terminations mm-hmm. and dim- and dismissals. Okay, so they finally did. He took your re- recommendation. Good. He claimed this kind of behavior will not be tolerated on my watch in any agency of state government. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, the picture of the basic training class um, shows 18 uh, cadets, ab- about 30 uniform cadets, posing in their right arms raised, 
most of them with their hands also extended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they doing the Hitler pose. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. crazy. I don't understand. What, what, what? Just crazy. Some folks just can't get over it. That's yeah. all I can say. I guess, you know, where do they get this ideology from? You know, I don't understand it. I don't know. White supremacy lives on. That's all I can tell you. I, I guess they, you know, might say something about us doing the black power thing, but it signifies something, you know, but I guess we're wrong for doing that too, I guess. I don't know. Well, in their eyes, in their eyes, everybody who doesn't look like them are wrong. Well, now, yeah. Well, if you got a question or comment, what we're talking about, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi. We're going to wind him up over this break. <laughs> Turn him loose. We'll be right back. All right. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa Didi's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa Didi myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Dee. I'm your kettle. Hello. I'm red wine. Bonsoir, my darling. All right. Comment allez-vous? Uh, she's still hanging out with the French guy. I guess so. Oh, that's for me yeah. to know and you to wonder. Ooh. <sighs> anyway. Ooh la la. All right, Papa Dee, you're up. What's popping tonight? Well, let's see. What's popping tonight for me? We might as well continue the same... Um, Segue on this situation with the cadets and the Nazi thing. You were saying what uh, what influences it. Well, if you see these these gentlemen so young, and being West Virginia, this this was the influence of them for years. You know, this has been granulated them for. But the sad part about it, they're so young that they don't even know the history of the Germans. They don't even know the history of the World Wars or who who sacrificed or. Anything that went down with, with, with hundreds of Americans being killed by Hitler and in different Nazi camps, and they don't even understand that. They, they're not even nowhere near knowing anything. They're just poor white trash that's been hearing stories from their grandfathers and their racist-ass fathers, and they're trying to keep the tradition going. And then when they go to graduate as getting a, a job with the correction department, all they can do in celebration is throw up a Hitler sign, which is stuff they do all the time. So throwing their throwing they hand up like that is second nature to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just came so common. And then having white privilege on top of that, they do it so openly. I think as, as black people, we've always been told by our parents, when you go in the store, don't touch nothing. Don't. So we're always, we perceive a caution in everything we do. You know, we, we don't even flex unless we... That we know it, you know, we don't even, but, but people that never been told not to do anything, they're wide open. Mm-hmm. They're wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember a time when, just to go back in some history of uh, when 
when when it's still prevalent today, but back then when there was no cameras and people used to have to walk around the store and watch you from stealing, mm-hmm. you know, you would have a double aspect. You would have you have a, the little white lady would go in a Rite Aid around the same time the kids was getting out of school, three o'clock or so, because they were being watched mm-hmm. in, the, in in the store while the while the white lady walked around stealing her ass off, and she's knowing the managers are walking around watching the little black kids. And the black kids could be in there just getting some M and M's or popsicles or sodas or anything, and and the uh, and, and the white woman's in there stealing their ass off. So we've always been the victim of circumstances where people use our plague to their advantage, mm-hmm. and and it's so prevalent today where people still look and like you know we're always being watched. You ever notice when you're doing something somewhere and you're just unconsciously just doing anything. You look up and white folks are staring at you yeah. out of nowhere. You say, what the fuck are you looking at me for? You know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. I don't know where you learn looking at me trying to learn shit or you're trying to figure me out or, you know. And then when you talk to them, they don't trust you until you kind of prove that you're safe to them or I, I, don't, I don't understand. And mm-hmm. it's never going to change because the generations – just patronize the next generation, and and no matter even all over the world, people are taught to watch out for black people. Mm-hmm. No matter how far you may get, as far as on the on the map, or how far you go around the world, it seems like the black American person, especially the black man, is always surveillance. So no matter what we do, where we go, getting a cab or anything we do, we're always like looked over, or and we're the lowest on a totem pole. Mm-hmm. Even our own people anymore, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to to walk in the shoes of a black man, you, you're scrutinized by everybody almost. You know, you you're looking at people judging you, and you sitting there having twice as much money in your damn pocket. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was on the elevator, uh, coming home, going to the parking lot, getting my car, and hell, I had money in my pocket. I had a laptop on my arm, and and something else. I had a, a two hundred dollar electronic watch on. And all this fancy shit. You know, I had like maybe a thousand dollars worth of stuff on me all together. Right. And this poor white trash ass woman in the elevator looking at me, looking at me like fuck I'm crazy. She had about fifty dollars <laughs> worth of shit on her. And I'm uh, saying to myself, Well, look at you. You you sitting there with nothing. Right. And she clutching and, her and, pearls. And you clutching your pearls and your right. you know, I'm like, What the hell? Mm-hmm. And it, it's so amazing because then it makes you sometimes feel insecure black people make them feel like they're actually a criminal right. in some respect. So it's just, but anyway, I just want to focus on that for a minute, just to know that uh, even with the change of year, you know, don't don't change your observation with folks. You know, people are still checking you out, people are still envious of you, no matter where you go on your job and everywhere else. People are still looking at you and scoping you and listening to you. It's like they just when we talk, they just want to observe what we do. They they just so fucking nosy on our lives and what we up to. You know, it's just oh, it's disgusting. And and we can't really speak our mind because once we do, we're known as the angry black person or whatever. You know, you know, you know. This. So we gotta we gotta keep our you know keep our culture. So I just sit back and go and fuck with them. Anyway, anyway, uh, excuse my language. Not only excuse it, I, I said what I meant. Anyway, uh, that that's all I have for what's popping tonight. I just want to reiterate to, to stay black and uh, you know be who you are. Oh, no, that's okay, nice. now. Okay. All right, Paul. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to lighten it up.
little bit. <laughs> uh, we might end up dropping all that heavy knowledge and wisdom. Well, you know. So we just go to the light side of things. Yeah, we're going to do a little comedy here. What go we got to the going weird on? news. Yeah, go to the comic relief. Yeah, we'll go to the weird news. There's yeah. the weird news around the world, stuff going on. It's crazy as hell. Uh, what you got over here? Yeah, it is crazy. Red wine. Oh, I'm my first. Yeah. All right, let me tell you what happened in North Carolina. Uh oh, North Carolina. What had happened was a North Carolina family was planning on a simple meal of having a uh, cooking a frozen pizza at their Wake Forest home, and instead their night was ruined by a snake that had crawled into the oven. Jesus Christ. Amber Helm and her husband Robert were cooking a frozen pizza Monday night when they started smelling smoke. So uh, Amber said, I opened the oven, and I thought, is that part of the oven? Because she could see the snake down in the bottom of the oven. And she was trying to figure out, what is that? And when she looked closer, she realized it was a snake. Now, this woman is a mother of two. She said, I don't know how that snake got in the oven or how long it had been there. So her husband had to clean up the nearly 18-inch-long snake. Mm. So she, uh, the husband said, I put the oven on self-clean after I pulled that crispy critter out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the God. group did not eat the pizza that night. Okay. But the entire incident left Amber nervous. <laughs> she said, I have two little boys, yeah. so I'm a little concerned. So the family is now looking into having somebody come and check out their entire house to make sure there's no other snakes around in there. Mm-hmm. They don't know how the snake got in the oven. Oh, But he sure got cooked. Yeah. That's almost bad as, you know, a snake coming through in the toilet. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, you I've know, heard incidents of that. Yeah, on the toilet and then you look down and right. snake in the bowl. But in, in the oven, yeah, that's, that's strange. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That was my weird You got over there, Paul? Uh, let's see. I got something here going on in... Somerset, Massachusetts. Okay. This is reported by the Associated Press. Um, a psychic. Mm-hmm. A psychic said that a girl was possessed and she scammed her mom from like seventy thousand yeah. dollars. The mother. The mother said her daughter was possessed to the psychic and got seventy thousand dollars from her to get the demons out of her. Oh. Anyway, mm-hmm. this, this happened. <laughs> <laughs> this happened in Somerset, Massachusetts. The Associated Press report that a woman. Uh, Claiming to be a psychic, stole more than $70,000 from a client by telling the woman her 10-year-old daughter was possessed by a demon, mm-hmm. and she needs money to banish the spirits. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. 70 grand. That was a lot of money. All right. Her name is Tracy Movavich. Okay. Tracy Movavich, 37 years old, of Somerset County, is charged with obtaining property by trickery along with larceny and witness intimidation. Somerset Police said in a statement Thursday, police stated that uh, this all happened December 17th when the alleged victim reported that she was tricked by Movanich into handing over large sums of cash along with household items including towels and bedding and things of this nature in order to get the demons out of her daughter. She really needed, her daughter was acting crazy and the woman said, give me large sums of money and I'll get the demons out of your daughter. <laughs> Wait, she and, and she wanted sheets and towels and everything. The woman, she, she was tricking, oh, which is crazy as hell. Anyway, the last date was uh, November 15th. The last date was November 15th when a woman first 
went to uh, Movanis's business. It was called the uh, Tracy's Psych uh, Tracy's Psychic Palm Reading oh. and, and Tariff Card. Mm-hmm. That's where she messed and tariff up. Tariff Card. That's and where she messed up. She said up. she was convinced to go in there and uh, get her palm read. And at the same time, when she was drinking the substance, she felt doped up, and she was convinced to come back on other visits with more and more money. Is that money. what the article say, Papa? You yeah, that shit. but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look at the damn paper. Okay, you just... I'm imagining what could have happened. No, but anyway, see, the police said that they're... Uh, they want to hear from anybody else who uh, Tracy's uh, psychic palm reading and tariff cards may have uh, manipulated. Wow. wow. All right. So if anybody else got tricked by Tracy, the tarot tricky girl, <laughs> call the cops. Hopefully she got her money back. That was in Somerset, Massachusetts. was up there by where all the witchcraft and stuff goes. Mm. So watch yourself. That is that up by Martha's Vineyard? Is that up that way? Yeah, I've never I mean, been. I don't, I don't know. Get up there for I don't okay. Know. <clears throat> I got one last one. This is in Pineville, Kentucky. Woman submitted dog urine during a drug screen. Dog urine? It's almost like. Well, I'll read the story, and I'll tell you about the other story. A Kentucky woman gave her probation officer a dog urine sample during a drug screening. Oh, my God. Julie Miller. Let me put her on the damn kissing list. <laughs> Julie <laughs> Miller. is heck. 40. 40. Come on now. You should know better. Yeah, you're too old to be that stupid. Um, was arrested Monday on the charge of tampering with physical evidence. The Pine View Police Department said in a release on its Facebook page. She also was charged with a parole violation and trafficking in a controlled substance. Miller admitted um, she tried to use the dog urine as her own sample given to officers at the Bell County Probation and Parole Office during a regular probation visit. <laughs> Miller pleaded guilty in Bell County Circuit Court in November to a charge of first-degree possession of a controlled substance. <laughs> Oh, Miller was being held in the Bell County Detention Center. It wasn't immediately clear whether she had an attorney to comment on her behalf. Uh, I wouldn't want that damn case because you're just stupid, lady. Yeah, now you know good and well you're not going to pass off an animal urine. But what would, it, what would be the results of an animal urine? How would it come out? The hormones in an animal yeah. are different from a human, so you would have she would have been busted. But remember the time that I think it was a ball player he submitted his wife's yeah, urine, his girlfriend's urine, girlfriend's urine, and the girlfriend was pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you can't be pregnant. So. Yeah, they came back and said, uh, so yeah, I just want to let you know, uh, dude, you're pregnant. So I got her on the kitchen. <laughs> He's like, uh, 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 I busted. Oh, man. Busted like, like hell. But, um, yeah. If you guys got any questions or comments on weird news, any kind Ooh. of news we've been submitting tonight, it is up tonight. 914-803-4306. There's some stupid people out here. And get in the queue. I mean, you guys might know some more stupid people that we can put on the kissing list. That way we can, uh. Finish our kiss list for the night. But, but you know what's frightening is that these stupid people are out here walking amongst us. <laughs> that's the, no, it's scary. That's yeah, scary. that's scary. That's the scary part. It's frightening. Uh-huh, yep. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with the red wine. Okay. And I'm just saying. All right, watch out, man. Just be fair. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You're in we'll the right, right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. 
www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment Don't just sit there yelling at the air You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves We've got room for you at the Pajama Party And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Right. And uh, tonight, I'm just saying, be fair. You know, I know there's a whole lot of unfair going on, but I'm just saying, you know, we, we really need to be fair. So there was a situation that happened in uh, Portland, Oregon. This black woman... Signed in, I mean, was checking in to her hotel. It was a uh, Marriott hotel. So she's checking into the hotel, and the first person at the desk tells her, uh, we need you to sign this no party agreement. So she was like, I don't understand. What are you saying? And basically, it was a document that said that you agree that you will not have, you know, a party, basically, or a loud guest, anything that looks or sounds like a party, that you're not going to do that in your room. So she had never encountered that, never heard of that before, but, you know, she's trying to check into her room, so she went on and thought, okay, maybe it's just a new procedure that I don't know anything about. So she went on, signed the thing, because she had no intention of having a party in her room. She went on and did, you know, signed the paper. But then, out of curiosity, she hung around in the lobby and observed as white guests checked into the same hotel, same front desk, same person checking them in, and they were not asked to sign this no-party agreement. Now, I'm just saying, just be fair. Why are you going to single out the black woman and tell her you got to sign a no party thing when you sign into your hotel room, but you don't ask the white people to sign a no party thing? So what are you saying, Marriott Hotel? You're saying that you think black people are the only ones who have loud guests in their hotel room and other people who are non-black or non-brown don't do this? This is bull. Just be fair. If you're concerned about the loud noise from large groups or even small groups of people in a hotel room and you have such a document, then dig on and have everybody sign it. Don't just single out, oh, this is a black guest. Let me pull out the no party document and get her to sign it. That's some bull crap. Now, this woman, you know, she wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. She was just signing in to, you know, register or whatever to get into her hotel room and get a key. She wasn't coming in there with a boom box or doing anything. No bottles clinking together. None of that. 
there was nothing that should have given them an indication that she was going to come in there and raise hell up in a hotel room. But yet, they hit her with this no party document. So as a result, she is now has now filed a lawsuit against Marriott Hotel. And I applaud her for doing so because that's not fair. If you're going to be fair and say you don't want to have people carrying on in the room, have everybody sign it. Don't just single out when a black guest comes in or look at somebody and decide, okay, you look like somebody that might have loud music, loud guests, etc. so we're going to get you to sign it. That's not fair. So all I'm saying is if you want to do it for one, do it for all. If you're going to single people out, then tear all that mess up and don't do it for anybody. You know, having to do that, she was saying it just didn't feel right to her. So when she went back up there to the front desk and started observing other people checking in, that's when she realized they're not pulling that form out for anybody else. And these other people, as they were signing in, were not black. And that's when she thought, wait, something is not right here. So uh, she is uh, naming as defendants in the lawsuit Marriott International, uh, the residence in by Marriott, and the hotel's general manager, whose name is Lee Lutgen, and whoever the desk clerk Doe is. I guess it was a desk clerk that she didn't know the actual name. So they're named as desk clerk Doe, as in John Doe. So uh, the woman went on to say her name is Miss Gonzalez, Felicia Gonzalez. And this woman is 51 years old. So we're not talking about a, a teenager or someone who looks like, you know, they could be a potential problem. This woman is a grown woman, 51 years old. She was totally disrespected by this kind of treatment. And she was saying that it was embarrassing, it's frustrating, it, it makes you angry, it's humiliating. Why should you have to be treated like that? Now, this happened out in Portland, Oregon. I don't know. I know there's some black people in Portland. I don't know what the population is like, but... I mean, come on. Marriott, you ought to be shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting Marriott on the kiss it list okay. twice. Oh, That's how many times Marriott can kiss it. Okay. And I hope that she wins her lawsuit, and I hope that she gets a good payout for that. Yeah, gonna because that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm saying I hope she gets a good payout yeah. because you shouldn't be treated like that. You're a 51-year-old grown-ass woman signing into your registry or whatever to go and get your key and go to your room, and they're going to tell you, oh, we need you to sign this no-party agreement. F you, Marriott. All I'm saying, this is red wine. I'm just saying, if you're going to be fair, be fair. Don't be singling people out. Your hotels are not all that. That's all I'm saying. Marriott. All right, Red One. Okay. I'm not staying at Marriott in Dig. Oregon. Well, I wouldn't go to Oregon anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just me. Okay. Right. Nothing against the state, but I have no business dealing. Okay. And don't know anybody in Oregon. Well, let's be honest. You wouldn't even drive through, huh? No. You drive by. Mm. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's like driving through the South. No. 
Welcome back to the John Party. I was biting on some fried chicken, as most black people do all the time. Um, I'm here with, I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Yes, Be Fair. Bonsoir. All right. <laughs> That's your new name, huh? Yep, Be Fair. Anyway, um, my segment here is uh, Living for the City. Let me swallow here for a minute. Anyway, um. For this segment here, I, I just want to like focus on what Red Wine was saying because I think that as I get older, and now that I'm older, I'm able to pull it off. And I hope that as 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 black folks and people of color are, we we really need to follow this lead, just like Red Wine was saying earlier, when it comes to the expectations of what people think we're going to do. But as you know. Deep down inside, white folks got more shit with them than we would ever have. Okay? They will come out of their mouth with some stuff that wouldn't even be on your mind. These are the people that get foreclosed out of their house and they pour cement down the heating system because they're so pissed off they're getting kicked out of their house. They do stuff that you wouldn't even think of doing. Okay? Destroy stuff. And their anger based on, you know, whatever went down with them. But but let me get back to your public outing and how you need the role going forward. Just give you some tips of when you travel, okay? First of all, when we go to restaurants, I always have to be sat in the booth. I never want to sit at the table. Sitting at a table gives people in the restaurant too much access to me. 
I'm not really securing my seating, and I'm I'm in the beaten path of the aisles and everything. When you sit in a chair, you're you're not secure, and everybody around you is doing anything and bumping into you and everything else. So I try to get a booth, a comfortable booth. Also, when I come in a restaurant, especially like a diner type restaurant, don't take my ass to the back, okay? It's like going to the back of the bus. You ain't got to put me right by the front door, but don't take me to the back. Because usually, too, even when you got to, because if you notice, if you notice, always stay aware. Please, people, stay aware. If you notice the gathering of everything when it comes to black folks, is to always put us somewhere where, we, where they can keep an eye on us. Why, I don't know when, like I said, white folks carry on twice as much as we do and twice as bad. So when we in restaurants, if you look, you go in your average restaurant at 2 o'clock in the morning, where are the black folks? They're in the back of the restaurant. And they love it because they think it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you know. Some people in there, they just left the party. Some people trying to get laid. And they all back in the back of the restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But black folks, now, now the white management can keep an eye on the back of the restaurant and keep an eye on your ass. It's just that simple. Don't get it twisted. Same with your hotels. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you a tip my daddy gave me. God rest his soul. My father was a fireman. My father told me in a hotel, don't go higher than the eighth floor. That hook and ladder only goes up to the eighth floor. Now, I don't suggest you go to the eighth floor because you don't want to get on the hook and ladder on the top of that motherfucker. So try to go around the seventh so the hook and ladder got some room to come down. But I try to get on the first floor myself, second floor. I, I'm, I'm old. I'll tell them I'm handicapped, anything. Don't take me past the second floor. Don't throw my ass up on the 13th, 14th, 15th floor. That's bullshit. Please don't do that. Don't go that high. One, for your safety, because, see, if you're eight floors and below, you can get rescued by the fire department, okay? If you're above eight floors, it's an inferno and your ass is going to burn up. It's just that simple. Okay? I didn't say that to be, you know, morbid or anything, but, uh, you know, when you go in a hotel, get on a respectful floor. First floor. Second, the first floor is very convenient because when you roll in, you got your luggage, you ain't got to mess with no elevator or nothing like that because, you know, white folks get on that first floor all day. They want that convenience going to come time to leave. They just want a jet. And there again, just like Red Wine was saying, when 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 black folks check in, boy, fit oh, your room is fourteen oh nine, fifteen oh three, seventeen twelve. You know what I mean? Like, damn, where the, what's up with the first, second, third, fourth floor? Why are you throwing me up on the seventeenth floor? That's cause they want to know where you are. They have a chart down there where everybody is. And tell them you're handicapped or something, but stop being a victim of the gathering. Because they're just inconvening you. Because they're making it easy on people that are worse than you. Man, white folks get shit-faced. And they into pills and shit like that. And I'm not saying that as an exaggeration. That's just what they do. I'm not talking about them. I'm just keeping it real. And I'm not making it racial or nothing like that. But I'm just looking at the law of averages. The statistics. You know what I mean? Look at the kids in high school. Man, no white kids is throwing all kind of Xanax and all kind of shit around. They got all kinds of stuff going on. That's just what they do, you know? And, and they just want that little buzz. They'll, they'll take an Alka-Seltzer and a, and a Tylenol at the same time. Like, you know, oh, shit, that made me feel great. Really? 
you know. So just watch yourself. When you go to the restaurant, when you go to the hotel, request what you want. You want to be on a lower level? Get the lower level. Even tell them you're handicapped. And handicapped rooms aren't bad either. Don't get it twisted. You know, they may have a weird-looking bathroom, you know, and something may be a little awkward and what have you, but, hell, it's not bad. Stay low. Stay low so you can be safe. Stay low so you can be convenient. You ain't got to deal with the elevator. You ain't got to go up high. Just, just request what you want. In a restaurant, get in a respectful area where, you know, and don't get put in the back where you're just a, a, a statistic back there and they got you in a gathering. Stay away from the gathering. You know, that's it for uh just wanna lay it on you. That's that's all I got tonight for uh, living for the city. Okay. All right. All right, Papa. thank you, Papa. Because then after that, they got to add extension. They ain't going to add nothing. No, they ain't going to add nothing. They're going to say they too high. Oh, is that when they tell you to jump? They're going to bring out the priest and say, you know what? Bring out the trampoline thing and say, mm-hmm. just jump. They're going to bring out the, the pastor. Jump, jump. jump. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> the pastor. That's messed okay. up. No, That's my, messed up. My father was telling us that for years. Mm-hmm. So stay off of anything higher than the eighth floor when you go to a hotel. But you would think somebody would have would have invented a ladder, you know, to climb. But they keep making those hotels tall and tall. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the first place they put us. Thirteenth, fourteenth floor, and we go up there all slap happy. Yeah. Oh, Come I, on, yeah, I'm I gonna, see everything. Yeah, I'm gonna be up in the penthouse. <laughs> I'm almost up to the penthouse. <laughs> Not thank you. If you something you know enough. go down, yeah, if something yeah. go down, you're gonna be stuck up there in the penthouse. You're see all them little white folks running out because they yeah. be on the first, second, third and floor. You up there wondering yeah. what's going on? Yeah. I tell you too. Where's with my everybody recent, going? Mm-hmm. My recent stays in New Orleans, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That first floor is sweet. Mm-hmm. You roll right in and roll right down the hall and roll right in your room. Ha! <laughs> Sweet. All right. I'm just saying. I got you. Hey, uh-huh. that's my line. I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Everyone. Well, let's take a, a quick uh, CC break, mm-hmm. and we're coming back with Kettle and uh, Hollywood Wrap Up on the Pajama Party Show. All right. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One who's Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Time for the Hollywood wrap-up. 
right. I'm making short and sweet tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, take your time. What you got for us? Yeah. What's um, happening in the land of Lala? Tavis Smiley is back in the news. Mm. Uh-oh. What's yeah, that it? name in a minute. Tavis Smiley. Oh, not yeah. at all. You still got a show on PBS? Or? Nope. No? no? I'm going to get into that. They've okay. been gone. Let me shut up. PBS external report. They started, uh, they did an uh, external report details years of allegations against Tavis Smiley. In a newly unsealed report from an external investigator hired by PBS, Tavis Smiley is accused of engaging in sexual relationships uh-huh. with guests uh-huh. and subordinates uh-huh. on his now defunct talk show with yeah. allegations that date back years and range from lewd jokes to unwanted sexual advances. After Smiley was dismissed by PBS following a quote-unquote trouble allegations in December of 2017, the network hired an external team to investigate the former talk show host. Um, It goes on to say, on Friday, Smiley took to Facebook to address the latest headlines about him. He goes on to say, a weak cause, a weak case, you play in the press a strong case you play out in court of law. Um, I look forward to my day in court on February the 10th, which I have finally been granted after two years of fighting. Um, One such allegation detailed in the report comes from an um, unnamed woman who told the external um, investigator that Smiley sent her text messages asking her to quote-unquote hook up and another alleged saying, um, he had checked her out in her tight pants. Another incident detailed in the report comes from a woman who worked with Smiley around 2000 and stated Smiley grabbed her buttocks when they posed together for a photo. The woman also told the investigator um, Smiley brushed up against her, and when she asked for a letter of reference at the end of her internship, she alleges she, he declined unless she agreed to go to his home at 11 p.m. She refused, okay? Goes on to say, PBS claimed that Mr. Smiley engaged in um, any harassment or any other misconduct or entirely meritless and a smokescreen for PBS desire to rid itself of his uh, tense partnership with Smiley. So they saying they wanted to get rid of him anyway, so more or less they're kind of making this stuff up. I don't believe that. Wow. Smiley was suspended, then he was fired. Um, March um, In March 2018, PBS said it found new witnesses thanks to the um, now unsealed independent investigation. So it sounds like he had this stuff sealed, but in their investigation, they unsealed it and found out other women have been complaining, you know. So how did he get unsealed? Is this like what happened with Cosby? I think so. Stuff was sealed, and then all of a sudden, now they're going to unseal it? Well, apparently, who these people were that investigated him, I guess they got some kind of um, okay to unseal it. Because it sounds like, he, it, didn't, it didn't say it here, but it sounds like to me, almost like Cosby. He paid off some women to, to just be quiet. I guess I don't understand sealing and unsealing documents. If something is sealed, it's supposed it should to be, be sealed. sealed. Yep. What's the yep. point of sealing it if somebody can come behind you and unseal it? I guess another court. Your copy went through the same thing. Right. Another court or another judge could say, I'm unsealing it because there might be evidence to show um, like a pattern of whatever you're being charged for. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
so um, that judge just said, okay, got to be unsealed, you know. So that sounds really convenient. I would love to see his day in court, see what's going to happen, you know, February the tenth, and see who else is, you know, who else is going to come out. But he said he's looking forward to that court date. That's what is that an actual court date or an arraignment? Or? That's an actual court date for uh, February the 10th for him. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, in other news, unfortunately, crazy ass, um, the, the boyfriend of um, Bobby Christine, he's, he, I don't know what happened. He killed himself or what? His name is Nick Gordon, the ex-partner of the late Bobby Christina Brown, his dad. He was only 30 years old. Gordon's oh, wow. death comes nearly five years after Brown, you know, the daughter of the singer Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, was found dead face down wow. in the bathtub. She, that was in January 2015. She died six months later. She ended up, because they knew she wasn't going to survive, they ended up sending her to hospice after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Christina investigators with the uh, medical examiner officer were not able to determine exactly how Brown died. An autopsy showed that she had... Um, this is Bobby Christina. She had morphine, cocaine, alcohol, and prescription drugs in her body. Good God. So they weren't sure. And if, they couldn't figure out how she died? They don't, They No, they were saying if it was accidental or did she kill herself. Oh. You know, so did somebody have a hand in it. Her family blamed Gordon, accusing him in the lawsuit of giving her a toxic cocktail before putting her face down in the, in the water. Gordon um, was never charged in the case. Um, but Atlanta judge ordered him to pay. Now, how the heck are you going to pay $36 million to Brown's estate? <laughs> you don't have no damn money. <laughs> That's retarded. Houston yeah. uh, brought Gordon. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, he, they said Houston, um, Houston brought Gordon into her household as an orphan at the age of 12. Um, from reports, what I've read earlier that his mother and his, uh, he couldn't get along with his mother and his stepfather. So... She kind of pulled him in and, you know, kind of made him her godson or whatever, uh, Whitney Houston. So that's how he came about it. Yeah, but see, that whole thing is weird anyway. Because if that's your, if Bobby Christina is your god sister, right? How you messing, messing with your god sister? They not. I get it. You're not related, blood wise, but you know. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, they talked about their romance and everything publicly. They weren't legally married, but they had the little wedding rings and all that. But I think he just thought he was just going to get a piece of the pie from either Whitney Houston or from Barbie Christina. And that never transpired, you know. Mm-hmm. Did he got married? Yeah, it might have been a different thing, but mm, I don't know. Yeah, there was a whole lot of conversation around did they really get married? Because yeah. remember at one point they said they were married. Right, that's true. Yeah, but, you know, they just went on Facebook, showed the rings, and yada, yada, but on paper, no, they weren't. So. Okay. Hmm. Now, he got over those on? It doesn't say how he died. Mm-hmm. They still haven't released that information. Mm-hmm. I know he went on Dr. Phil and crying for help and yada, yada, and I'm like, I just feel as if he's just, he just, that guilt is just eating his ass up. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between Whitney Houston's death and Bobby Christine, I think he had a hand in and Whitney Houston's death. That's just me. Really, Nick? Yeah. Well, I don't believe. I believe that. Okay, now this is a shocker. Hasbro, the toy company, acquires gangster rap label Death Row Records as huh? part of a four billion dollar deal. Toy maker Hasbro has acquired gangster rap label Death Row Records. 
Um, Hasbro Toy Company. Hasbro Toy Company. The worldwide toy maker announced a $4.4 billion deal to buy British company um, Entertainment One. I guess that's who, quote-unquote, owns Death Row Records, which produces animated kids' shows such as um, Peppy Pig and PJ Masks, but also um, owns a rap label. Hasbro, which owns the rights to My Little Pony, Monopoly, and Mr. Potato Head, has said the company was looking to expand, quote-unquote, family brands and television production with this purchase. Death Row? Death Row. Death Row. You know, you think that's a family brand? <sighs> they want to expand their, their, their family brand. Oh, okay. A death row, you know, was started by Suge Knight in 91, um, Dr. Dre, and, you know, Snoop Dogg, all them were in it. Um, they kind of changed hands, a few people's hands. They went into bankruptcy in 2006 because imprisonment of, of Suge Knight. You know, he'd been in prison a couple of times. He, he's going probably for the rest of his life, though. That's mm. um, sad, but he probably is. Um, yep, but that's interesting. That's you know, very some, interesting. Sometimes to get the full rights, you got to go all the way to the source, you know, and you got to just yeah. buy it all. Yeah. But that's such an odd combination. Hasbro Toys mm-hmm. now owns Death Row Records. I know. Interesting. Yeah, well, they, they want the whole company, so they... It's but weird. then you, it's funny you mentioned that, that toy of TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... You uh, had one? <laughs> no, but it's popular. TJ it's, it's Maxx. PJ Masks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very popular show. Interesting. And one last note. I'm just going to touch on a little bit. Um, the R. Kelly thing, part two, came out um, Thursday night. The first two episodes of Surviving R. Kelly, part two, the reckoning, uh, premiered on Thursday night, um, much like the original um, docuseries. Uh, featuring five episodes airing over three consecutive nights. Lifetime launched a second season after the first six-hour docu- docu-series, which aired um, in um, January 2019 and scored more than 26 million viewers. Wow. Renewed interest in allegations of sexual misconduct over a decade by Kelly. Um, several of Kelly's alleged victims and their families shared their emotional stories. The Grammy-winning um, artist has denied, of course, multiple allegations of abuse, um, manipulation, and inappropriate encounters with girls and young women. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to a range of federal charges, including sexual exploitation of a child and kidnapping. Uh, Thursday's episodes include interviews with two of Kelly's brothers, alleged victims who did not appear in season one, and supporters of Kelly's, including Lindsay um, Perryman Dunn, who worked for the singer from 99 to 2007. I think some of these women have had, had children um, by him also. Oh, God. Um, here's one victim, uh, Tiffany Hawkins, Hawkins in uh, Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, The Reckoning. Hawkins was an aspiring singer who filed suit against Kelly, as well as his record publishing and management companies in 96 claiming personal injuries and emotional damage arising from an alleged sexual relationship with Kelly, which she says began when she was 15 and ended when she was 18. Yeah. Wow. My thing is, where are the parents of these kids? They're 15. Well, my thing is, how are they now calling this season, too? They're doing seasons of yeah. this R. Kelly stuff? That's crazy. 
that's what's blowing my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, season one and season two? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was right. just making money off it. That's all. Right. It's, it's a network thing. It's, right. You know, it's yeah. part of the system. Because it's like they probably have probably, you know, ten different things that they're doing, but they're breaking it up. It's mm-hmm. the first season, the second, like, like yeah, they're just capitalizing oh, on, yeah. on such a horrible situation. And it's scripted. But to say, well, season one, we did this, and now season two, I'm like, really? When, like and when you them. talk like that, that means it's scripted. It means that when they have a cast and a crew and lighting and cameras and, and the whole nine. And it's crazy. That's sad. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be interesting because from what I've heard, the Brothers and also R. Kelly, they were unfortunately, you know, molested by their sister. She's deceased now, but you know, that's kind of how all this stuff started, you know. So. Yeah. He um, yeah. and and on top of that, Sony knew a lot of this stuff, and they kind of paid off some of the girls, but he kept the lights on. That's what they said. He keeps the lights on, so you go out there and go get them damn tapes, and you know, buy them or whatever you got to do. So they just keep doing damage control. There you go. And I say it, you know. It is sad. So my thing is, if I'm R. Kelly, you know this is going on. If I was his lawyer, I would put in something to sue Sonny, Sonny, you know, to sue them, the management. Yeah, because if they were complicit, right, in some of this stuff, then they need to take some of the some of the weight and some of the heat. There you go. But they got him out there dangling all by himself. Yep. Like sheets on the clothesline. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, um, R. Kelly had said to one of his brothers, you take the blame. I'm going to give you $50,000, buy your house, buy your car, and you take the blame. About 50000 a car and a house? His brother said, you got to be out to the car and pick a mine. Shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, Kettle. Well, thank you for the Hollywood report. And that takes us to the cocktail of the week. It's been quite, yeah, I think I'm about to do for a refill. I know, the refill. That's what y'all drinking? Yeah, Kentucky yeah. Peach Vodka Cocktail. Um, The Kentucky Peach uh, Vodka Cocktail is, is a lighter bourbon cocktail, so it's perfect for summer. It can be for winter, too. Shit, warm you up. <laughs> Add fresh peaches, and it's a delicious sipper. Uh, we're going to take one ripe peach. We're going to slice that. Two ounces of, of Smirnoff peach vodka, or Sky has a peach vodka also, so you know, whichever you prefer. Four ounces of lemonade. One ounce of simple syrup. Um, and one fluid ounce of Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Got to have that. Yes, yes. And your garnishes are lemon and or a peach slice. I would take both. Why not? <laughs> and that's called the Kentucky Peach Vodka Cocktail. Mm. Y'all bougie. All right, man. You say we bougie. Oh, Lord. Okay. Because we like a nice, well-made cocktail. I got my my cowgirl hat on my boots. It says Kentucky. I done went to Kentucky. Yeehaw. Right now. <laughs> I say yeehaw with my pinky in the air. Mm-hmm. So we'll have um the cocktail of the week on the website. Check us out at apajamaparty.com. Yeah, get that recipe. Now, that recipe makes two, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, those those measurements are enough to make one for you and one for a friend. Mm-hmm. With air quotes. 
<laughs> one for you and one for you, a friend. <laughs> Don't have to be. It could be for you and you. That's why I said air quotes. I'm a friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. The kissed list. Uh, Papa Didi. You're going to stop me from eating, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You got to work tonight. Still <laughs> eat chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man. Tell us all about the the world famous. Well, the kiss list coming up is a list of all the people that showed their butt hiney over the past week or so, and we name them off, and we got a song to go along with it. All right. And uh, we'll kick it off with uh, that lady Mufopsy from uh, Mufopsy from the, the the terror palm reading lady. Yeah, the yeah. psychic. Yeah, Tracy. Lady, Tracy. 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 She Tracy. took a lady for $70,000 yeah. trying to get the demons out of, out of the lady's daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took the sheets and the towels and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, 70000 We'll yeah. put Trump on the kissing list for okay. um, starting a damn war. Uh, I know that's right. It seemed like everybody, it seemed like whenever the Republicans is in office, they want to start some crap to... Act like we we gotta like vote for them again. Well, that oh, we in the war. Money over to those defense contractors and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Trump, we want to add Eric Trump to the kiss it list <laughs> because he fired all of those uh, immigrant workers oh, yeah. at Trump wineries okay. right after they finished harvesting the wine. And that's something. Eric Trump's a little stupid son, right? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. The one that's starting their live be talking about. Oh, they clown him something Ooh. awful. Yeah. But yeah, Eric. Scott um, Allen? Scott Allen, yes. That Republican out of Wisconsin. Okay, but. The, trying to take over Black History Month and <laughs> add all these white people on the list uh, of people to be celebrated for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Scott, mm-hmm. go sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Marriott Hotel. Yes. For asking this black woman, uh, Miss. Uh, what's mm-hmm. her name? Uh, I can't think of the lady's name, but asking this 51-year-old sister to sign a no-party clause when she went to register for her room, but they didn't ask the other white people to do that. But it's interesting how the assumption when they see black people, they just think that we're going to carry on. Like, we got exactly. all... And, you know, and like I said earlier, we... The way that some of us was raised, that is not even installed in our mind. I mean, everybody get loose when you drink a little booze or whatever. But and like I said, she there. didn't present herself right. as some wild but youngin. But just, just go to show you. Long you know, you, with long a big old present, cooler and bottles clinking. As long as you present that anyway. brown skin, that's all you need to present. And yeah, after that, that right. you, you never know how you're perceived. That's the sad part about life. You you could walk in with the best everything. Just had your hair did, your nails did, you're looking good, you got your makeup right. But mm-hmm. when you walk in the room, some people just see you as a black person, period. And it who, doesn't even who's matter. The other one, Kevin, you say? Julie Miller. Who's Julie Miller? I forgot who she was now. But Julie okay, Miller, well, whoever that is, is, Julie Miller, you're on the kiss it list. Also, um, uh, what was that? Uh, hmm, hmm. I had another hmm. one. Oh, those, Lindsey those. Graham. Yeah, talking about Lindsey Graham for just uh what oh. is the word I want to use? For trying to incite a war. Senator from South Carolina. Yeah. Lindsay. You you on Twitter talking about this, this this strike against the um Iranian leader that was assassinated, talking about, yeah, if you want some more, we got some more for you. Yeah, well. Why are you trying to goad somebody into a war? Well, he's, you know? he's he's gay. He's we haven't linked him to any, anyone. I mean, I don't give a we, whatever. 
You, I don't care what or who you do. We've never seen. I'm saying go sit your We've never crazy seen Lindsay. What's his down. name? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Go we've sit never down. seen him link with any coochie at all. He's always standing by himself oh. with himself. <laughs> so Lindsey Graham is obviously getting uh, the salami. He's getting the salami in the back door. So <laughs> go ahead and sit down, Lindsey. You notice you've never seen Lindsey Graham with anything. Hey, of a all I'm saying maker. is, why are he's, you out there poking the bear? He's poking the bear, and he's getting poked by the bear. Well, I ain't got nothing to do Anyway, let's get off of that. Let's get off of that. Funky. What we got for? Oh, wait, one more. One more. Uh, who was that? Uh, Roger Cadell, Crash. Those cadets to put up the oh, high Oh, right. Sign. Yes, yes. And the mummers in blackface. Yes, the blackface mummers. Blackface mummers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all are tripping. Okay, okay. this this Kiss It song, all y'all can kiss our, this song yeah, is for we y'all. we got a prize for everybody on the Kiss It Listen. Kiss my entire ass. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle Hello. and Red Wine. Vogue Squad, darling. All right. We we had all them people kiss our they? complete ass for being asses last week. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah. that's, our, that's our song to dedicate that and uh, to put their lips on our asses. Anyway. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, wow. Last word. Last word. Last word. Let's wrap it up. Uh, wow. I'm going first. Yes, you may. Let's see. My last word is, I tell you what. First of all, thank God for blessing me with another year of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Just, uh, I don't know. You know, with the things that go on in your life, on your job and things like that, man, you got to keep a strong head, you know. You got to keep it right. You got to keep it together. I mean, it's just. I guess the, the powers of other people really can't influence you. you. You gotta watch that. You can't let the powers of other people's... I guess we could use the word demons, you know? Because when you're trying to settle other people's demons, it could, it could be hard on you. Because the one thing about us in our lives when we're raised by people that have instilled constant kindness on us and have blessed us with all their goodwill. And then we meet people that haven't had that installed in them. It becomes a challenge because sometimes we just sit back and wonder, why the hell are they acting like that? Or why are they putting me through this? Or why are they talking to me like this? Or how come I can't get through to them? And there just got to be a blockage somewhere that doesn't exist. And they don't care. But people don't understand that there's two sides to everybody. 
and we try to restrain ourselves without telling these people that aren't that that don't come to to fruition as far as meeting us halfway when, when we know that the other side of us can literally tell them to kiss our ass completely you know we can just say f you and you know i'm not even going to play your game but we try to restrain ourselves and that's god's beautiful will that our our ancestors have instilled on us with peace and love and it's a strong thing that we have to maintain because every time we wake up in the morning we're representing the people that raised us and what we need to do is keep holding on to what they and and believe me it's challenged every day your mother's love and your father's love that's been instilled in you is challenged every day and you have to maintain it because that's your only blockage where people don't get in your head and you turn out being crazy like them. So try to maintain your mother and father's love or your grandmother, your aunt or your sister or your brother, whoever instilled love in you and put that shield around you of kindness and, and goodness. Try to maintain that because as much as you think that you want to meet people halfway and, and you'll be stooping down to their level as, as it says, but try to maintain because once you stoop down, boy, that's when you're going to lose your own mind. So, be cool, and I'm just giving myself a little psychiatric uh, help. I really was my own psychic just now. Okay. <laughs> well, my last word is, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that when you're given a lot, you have to give. You know, you got to balance it out. You can't just be a receiver and not give back to somebody. Don't always go through life with your hands outstretched to receive and you're not reaching your hand out to give to somebody else. And and what, what, what we were talking about earlier, be fair. Be fair to people. I know it's hard sometimes when people treat you wrong and they dog you and you look at the injustice of some of the things that we witness all the time. It's hard, but that can't, you can't let that define who you are. Be who you are, like Papa Didi said, you know, our parents raised us a certain way. Don't let the injustices that we see and experience redefine who we are. You know, when you go to that hotel and they try to do some funky stuff just because you're not white, don't let that make you act outside of who you were raised to be. Because that's what they're waiting for you to do so they can say, security. And now you lost your hotel room. Now you're sitting out in the street. You got nowhere to be. And you're all jacked up because you decided you're going to show off and try to tell them something. But they're holding all the cards. So we still got to be cool. You know, I know you want to go off, but just keep that in mind. To whom much is given, much is required. And that doesn't always mean physical things. Sometimes it just means attitude. You know, we've been given so much love. You gotta give that love. That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Kevin. Mm, mm. Man, yeah, yeah. we deep tonight. I see. <laughs> Woo. No. It's this Kentucky Pete. Is that what it is? It's this Rock Brown. Yeah. make the best of it. Unfortunately, we lost some in 2019, but 
that doesn't mean that we that we're not supposed to keep moving. We're supposed to keep moving because that's a part of life. Um, birth and death is a part of life, but it's just that in between those dashes is what's the most important thing. So you know what you do with your life. That's that's most important. And I always say we're here 85 percent of the time for other people, and 15 percent here for ourselves. So people just keep that in mind. You know. Right now. Right. Well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Shout out to Callie. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and all points in between. North Carolina. North Carolina. My peeps. Shout out to the sister who got disrespected out in Portland, Oregon. Um, We just want to say thanks for keeping keeping us uh, as part of your Friday night. Um, Tell a friend. Check us out at apajamaparty.com. Thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown, who keeps us on the airwaves. We appreciate you guys so very much. And uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy New Decade. This is not, yeah. even though these numbers are rolling right. through, you know, just, just for one second, just. It's so ironic that the, the the years and the dates is rolling so fast that we're forgetting the significance. And now that we lost the 19s, we don't we don't even see the the the, the connections anymore because we were so used to, especially people of a certain age. We were used to the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. and then we saw the decades. But yeah. we just left a decade. Yeah, now we're in the 20s. We were always, <laughs> you know, and, and and God bless Prince. God bless Prince for first talking about. <laughs> 19. That's your boy. <laughs> God bless Prince for first bringing to our attention uh-huh. 1999. Yeah, yeah. You 1999. know, they say 2000-00, party over, we're Whoops, out of time. Out of time. Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. And now it has been 20 years later. Okay, we have gone into the millennium, and anybody born in the year 2000 is now 20 years old. Unbelievable. Okay, where have we? Where are we gone? Yep. And we're we're here. Where are we going? So yeah. (laughs) That's the key thing. Stay healthy. All right. Time is just marching, but I tell you. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're going to say good night, and we'll do it all over again next Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for being with us for our first show of the new decade. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Uh, and like I said, you can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, cocktails of the week. Um, you can listen to some old uh, segments. Um I'm telling you, if you're listening, it's going to crack you up. If you're having a bad day, listen to the pajama party. That's right. (laughs) And we're getting ready to launch a new YouTube channel where you can uh, check us out there as well. So we'll keep you posted uh, when we get that ready for you. Mm -hmm. So with that, we will say good night. Say good night, Papa. Good night. And Cattle. Good night. And this is Red Wine. Bonsoir. Till next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. 
Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put on the pot today. Roll it that day.